Hi, this is Jack Tester, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Lounge. I am in not I am not in St. Paul, Minnesota today. I am in lovely Bonita Springs, Florida. It's a beautiful day out, but I've been inside all day, and I'm thrilled to have been inside because I just walked out of an incredible presentation by Chester Elton and Adrian Gostick. Thanks, guys, and I've got you guys here. How you doing? <laughs> doing great. Doing great. Thanks for the invite. Well, you just you really did a great job helping our membership understand some important things. And um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to have a few things that have popped into my head as I listen to you speak. And and I want to introduce our podcast listeners to what you guys do. So you guys run a company called The Culture Works. And I'm going to summarize it real quick from my perspective. It's just really helping leaders develop a high-performing culture in their business and leading with gratitude. And and kind of a positive, not just about getting things done, but getting things done in a way that that, that inspires people, right? So how did you get in this line of work? You know, about 20 years ago, Chester and I, we wrote our first book for an organization we were working for on, on recognition at that point. We, uh, and we've, we've since kind of, our clients have led us into ideas of tackling culture with a book we wrote called All In on teamwork. We wrote a book called The Best Team Wins. This latest work, Leading with Gratitude, is really about how you see value that's being created and how you inspire in really positive ways. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing it for a long time, and it has been a really interesting journey, as Adrian said, from recognition to culture to leadership. You know, as you well know, Jack, the leader really does set the tone. The way the leader uh, acts, you know, he or she really does give everyone else permission to act the same way. So we say, look, there are very few differentiators left in business. Leadership is always going to be one. Right. Right? You can never have too many good leaders. Secondly is culture, because culture is hard to replicate. You can replicate products and services. Culture, Mm -hmm. that's that emotional engagement at work, that emotional attachment, the why of what you do. That's interesting, because that's kind of the premise of this meeting, right, that we set up at the beginning was that, you know, 30 years ago, as this industry was kind of emerging, and there were some pioneers that kind of had figured some things out, and the rest of us just kind of tried to just copy what they did, because they were doing things we weren't doing. And and kind of how to run a business was kind of more of a secret, right? But today, if I think about with the rise of the internet and, and consultants, and it just seems like how to run a business is there now. It's out there as far as, as, far as the tactics and the strategy and the, the rhythms in a business. But, but that idea that, that culture is something that's very difficult to replicate and that leadership is the great differentiator is true, right? Absolutely. That is so cool. That is so cool. Well, so tell us about, you know, first you, you, your speech was two things. Well, the first I want to talk about is leading with gratitude. That was the the first beginning part of this. And talk about some of the research you've done relative to this. We've, we've surveyed now more than a million employees over the last decade. We've worked with research partners. So we have lots of people who work in, in skilled trades in our database. And one of the things we find is that in many cases, you know, a lot of employees are just feeling unappreciated, in many cases under attack by their leaders. And a lot of times we just get so focused on leaders on, we've got to get this work done, we've got to achieve what we, and, and we lead with fear without even realizing it. So as we began this process, we were sitting down with one of our, one of our mentors, uh, Marshall Goldsmith, who wrote the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And one of the things that we were talking about is we've, we've done executive coaching for years, and isn't it amazing, we told each other, how many times we go in and work with a manager who means well, but he just doesn't or she doesn't get this idea of gratitude, that they, they, they're afraid that they won't seem like they're the hero. It's the myth of the self-made man or woman. And so we tend to withhold our gratitude. In many cases, we're not seeing it. And in other cases, we're just not expressing it. Yeah, that's cool. 
That's, and you had some stats that you talked about that, you know, I'm sitting there and I, I don't consider myself a numbers guy, but I like to be convinced, right? right? And there's so often that you hear stuff like do something and you'll get this result. But you guys have, have backed it up with some pretty significant research and some... So share some of that, because it, it convicted me sitting there. Well, you know, the gratitude gap is the way we start the book off. And, and that was a great study that, that we did where we asked leaders, do you think you're above average in giving gratitude, recognition, appreciation, whatever word so you, you want to use? you leaders this question. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. like 67%. It was mm-hmm. like 7 out of 10 said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I rock this, right? <laughs> right. And then we asked the people that reported to them, and only 23% agreed. <laughs> so there was this gratitude gap. Perception versus reality. Yeah. And again, you know, uh, over a million engagement surveys, it, it is remarkable how low uh, I feel appreciated for the work I do shows up in virtually every survey we look at. So that's when we talk about that gratitude gap. You may think you're doing it well, and yet the numbers would prove otherwise. So we go from the numbers to then the case studies, the stories, the uh-huh. leaders that we interviewed. Because right. numbers are great. They can convince people. They remember the stories. That's mm-hmm. what sticks. And then the tools. Yeah. You know, at the end of our presentation today, we said, look, here are some triggers, some things that you can do to remind yourself, hold yourself accountable to make sure that you have this positive and engaging workplace. Yeah, that's 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 cool. Um, so the, relative to the, this idea of gratitude, you know, I, the thing that I've thought about, or we teach, I should say, is that as leaders, we overestimate our intentions and we underestimate our actions. And I wonder if that's the, the gap, because you might feel grateful, but you don't act it. Does that, do you, do you, has that been something you've thought about? Yeah, there's no doubt that's, that's, that's accurate. One of the, the things we do as leaders is sometimes we, as you say, we, we have the best of intentions. We feel positive and we feel like our vibe should be reaching out right. to all those trucks that are, that are making service calls and they know how appreciative I am and yet we don't say it. We, kind of, we tend to look through things through our own sort of rose-colored glasses. And in some cases, managers, again, they mean well, but they really maybe aren't driven by recognition themselves. I don't need to be told I'm doing a good job all the time. So maybe my people don't need to be told they're doing a good job all the time. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, you know what? I, I wonder if that's not a defense mechanism. You know, I don't need to be told. Does anyone really not need to be told? Yeah. <laughs> that's the right? point, Does right? Does anyone, yeah. I mean, and, and yeah. I've heard that so much. You know, I just, yeah. I just come in and do my job. I don't need yeah. you to, really? I'm a professional. Right, I'm a pro. Yeah. Almost, if you say that I need gratitude, it's almost like you're saying I'm needy. Yeah. Exactly. Or weak. I'm weak. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right. And I don't know that, that well, that's not true. it's just not we we laugh in your personal life you'd never do that right like you know you shouldn't you shouldn't right right? yeah the the, the classic story of the divorce lawyer you know talking to the the guy whose wife was sued for divorce he goes well i never told her i loved her because she knew i mean i didn't have to tell her well and that's probably why you're sitting with a divorce lawyer (laughs) right right now you know i told you 30 years ago i loved you if anything changed i'll let you know exactly exactly so this idea that uh, somehow it's weak or i'll be perceived as weak or people need too much recognition these days they're they're all weak excuses you know and and as as human beings we need those positive affirmations and it doesn't have to be a brass band it doesn't have to be a big production it's as simple as hey i really jack you know i really appreciate the hard work yeah. you put in today yeah. it wasn't great weather you showed right. up on time you did that little extra you, you were there for our customers it's never lost in me how right. hard you work right right how do you answer this question because I, mm-hmm. I wrote it down as i was listening to you and i put the chicken or the egg and what i mean by that is is you know sometimes in business times are tough yeah and there's challenges and there's 
setbacks or layoffs or um, whatever. And you know, here we are, it's uh, March 10th as we're doing this, and there's a lot going on in the world right oh, now, yeah. right? And uh, you know, there's a lot of people scared and people making hard decisions and things going on, right? Almost like it was in 2008, right? Yep. At some level, yeah. right? And so often, you know, one of the excuses I would have in my head is, well, I'll be grateful when we have something to be grateful about, which is a successful business, or if I can get out of this hole, or if I can make money for a month for a change instead of continuing to bleed cash. How do you, how do you think about that? And one of the things we found in our research that we write about is actually gratitude in the worst of times is what leads people through it. Because otherwise, we just all get mired, and your people will get more and more depressed, more and more anxious. What we have to do is, is recognize and reward every step toward progress. Right. Because at this time, what's going to differentiate you is exceptional customer service. It's people who are looking for creative ways to find new clients and to dig deeper in the clients right. you have. And so you're going to be thankful for every little step. That's going to give us hope. Psychologically, it boises up during the tough times. Yeah, and it creates momentum. You know, we talk about celebrating those little wins. We start the book off with the story of Gary Ridge from WD-40. And in the worst of times. 2007 and eight. Yeah, and he said, look, we're going to double down on, on education, on research, and so on. And he said, when we came out of that recession, we were up 32%. Yeah. 32%. And they've never looked back. I mean, you talk about... What comes first? Gratitude comes first. It absolutely does. Okay. That's the that's, trigger. That's, that's, that's yeah. good. And, you know, when Gary took over WD-40, they were a $280 million company. So not a bad-sized company. Right. Twelve years later, they're $2.8 billion. Not bad. And you ask, yeah, not, not bad. bad. I wish we'd bought that yeah. stock, right? Yeah, right. He says, you know, and, and that was the difference. He said, we focused on our people, meaningful work. We, 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 we celebrated their mistakes because we could learn from that. And we move forward. So, you know, that for us, you know, it seems like a tough question. Is it the chicken or the egg? Is it gratitude or success or success breeds gratitude? It's gratitude. That's it's cool. absolutely, write it down. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that's good. No, that's good. You know, that, and I think, you know, and maybe I'm foreshadowing a little bit. I don't know what the world will look like when this podcast comes out. I don't know. This will probably come out in April, maybe May. You know, we don't know. Right now, it's like the stock market's down 15%. You know, Italy just quarantined its citizens. You know, I don't know what America's going to be like in two months, right? But I know we'll still be in business, and I know we'll still be leading people, and I know that, that there's going to be a different environment, I would imagine. So I remember in the recession of 2008, 2009, great companies in this industry grew right through it, mm. right? They absolutely didn't. Now, th these were service replacement companies, and they grew through it, but they, and they really did focus on these fundamentals, right? So that's what I'm hearing from you folks right now, is that when times are tough, and you meant this, you said this, you know, be thankful for obstacles. Talk about that, because I think that's what we've, maybe we've got here a little bit. In a way, it's funny, you know, as we did, uh, we've interviewed so many executives over the years and people who are retiring from their, from their work. And it's, it's inevitable. As we ask them, tell us about, you know, the, you know the, sort of the highlights of your career. They don't tell us about the big successes. They tell us about the hardest times. You know, that's so true. Keep Every going. Time. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of interrupt. Every but I, time. I was just sitting myself. Yeah. Well, I've seen that in others. I go, well, that's the stories I tell. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. How we got through it. And so we're going to enter, probably, you're right, Jack, we're probably going to enter one of these times, whether it lasts for a few weeks or it lasts for months or years, who knows. But this is the time you'll look back and remember and say, 
I was thankful for what we learned and what we learned about ourselves. And it really does, as you said, start with those fundamentals of am I, am I seeing value that's being created every day? Am I keeping my people positive? Do we have a noble cause and a noble vision that's not just we fix things? No, it's we make people's lives better by doing this, this, and this. You know, it's, it's helping people at this point have a little bit brighter outlook and, and yeah. hope. You know, one of the things you said, too, that I think would help help me frame this for myself, because I, I struggle with a lot of the gratitude things from time to time. I do, right, as a leader, just transparently. So it really spoke to me, right, and this is helpful. But you said something that was interesting, because often I have been a reward guy. You get the result, you get the attaboy. And what you said was different, was you got to praise the effort. Let's talk about that. Well, we say praise effort, reward results, right? Yeah. And the effort part is that day-to-day. It's that cheering through the whole game, right? And it's interesting. If you're a musician or you're an athlete, you get that. You know, the cheering part, you know, that's the, that's the practice. You know, and then the more you practice and the better you get, the better you play, the better your odds of, of winning. And you want to put that in perspective. If you've ever had a kid play soccer or hockey or lacrosse, yeah. whatever it is, I always say, well, would you withhold cheering until you knew what the final score was in that game? No way. Right. You know, particularly when they're little, you know, you'd say, well, you got the shoes on the right feet. Good for you. Right. <laughs> Good right, for you, buddy. Right, right. You know, did you score a goal? No. Did you get an assist? No. Did you touch the ball? Yes. Great. You know, and so it's, it's that. It's a juice box. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Were you on the field? Did you show up on time? Yeah. Um, all those little things. And, and we, we, we say jokingly, of course, there is a lesson and there's a method to the madness is that. If I'm not encouraged along the way, when I hit those obstacles, I'm more likely to pull back and fail, as opposed to when you know your supervisor, your company's cheering for you, and you've done a lot of little things to help you along the way, you're more likely to push through and get that victory, make that sale, finish the installation, whatever it might be, right? right? You know, there's times, though, where I tell you, I have maybe acknowledged the effort and then qualified it. I wonder if I just ruined it. Now that I think, you know what I'm saying? The you know, we're is not yes. done yet, yeah, yeah. right? It's a great effort for one day. <laughs> <laughs> we, we call that, the, you know, the butt recognition, right? Hey, great work, right. Jack, but next time, can you remember? And what do they remember? They don't remember anything before the butt. The butt qualifies, yeah. eliminates yeah. everything you say before yeah. that, right? What, what did we used to say? Everything after the butt is crap. It's a, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> It's a hospital bedpan joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just those little things that make me laugh, but that was good. That was, that was good. So um, just a, a couple of things that, that you talked about some of the, the gratitude myths that were, that were out there. And, you know, we, so you started talking about these, and, and you, there was a quick exercise you did where we said, why don't we do gratitude? Yeah. And I don't remember exactly the context, but I turned to a couple of people that were close to me and we started talking about it. And one of the things I said that I've, I remember hearing this from a manager, and I gotta tell you, I might have said it myself once, is I don't know if I wanna praise too much because they then might ask me for more mm-hmm. money. More money. Tell yeah. me to talk that's about a, that. That's a big one, yeah. And some of these myths include that, that idea. You know, if I, you know, oh boy, if I praise them, they're gonna, they're gonna want more money. And typically we find, it's interesting as we ask managers, they tell us, actually it's not the, the high flyers who typically ask for more money and bitch and moan, it's the people who, you, you know, who do complain a lot, right? And it's not typically their high flyers. And what we find is those, those people who are your high achievers typically are recognition sponges. They want a lot of praise and recognition because it's what drives them. And again, we're all very different, but you can't give them, you know, you're not 
handing them $10,000 bonuses, right? What can you do for them? You can actually find out what does motivate them. And in many cases, they want to be appreciated. You know, one of the other interesting myths we found, too, was that this idea of, you know, fear or pressure, that gets more out of people. You know, if I, if I put pressure on my people, that's going to drive them. And we find that actually will, will demotivate people over time. It's, it's a, you know, it's a, the limbic system gets activated with pressure and fear, and we just can't sustain it as human beings, and we'll right. often leave those environments. Well, yeah, yeah that, that's a fight or flight, right? Yeah. And there's only so long you can flight. Or fight or freeze, right? We forget about the other F, right. freeze. Right, right. You know, but I want to go back to that because, you know, I think when it comes to gratitude, you know, every leader, you've experienced that where you, you thank somebody and they say thank you and then they look at you and say, can I? And then you say, I, 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 I'm not doing that again, right? I'm going to stay mm-hmm. away from this. If that's where this is going to go, I'm not doing it. So then you transfer that across people, right? You had, so if you did it for 20 people and one of them maybe takes it too far, then you don't give the other 19. So I've done this, so don't do this, right? That's some counsel. I just was reflecting on this as I was. Isn't know. that interesting, though, the power of negativity? It is. Like, you can, you can have 10 really positive experiences in giving gratitude or praise. One person steps up and says, oh, thanks. Does that mean I'm getting a raise? And you go, oh, okay, I'm out. Yeah. And, and, and yet, what we should be doing is saying, you know, like 10 great experiences to one the evidence would say, keep doing it. Right. And so we do talk about in the book about don't be afraid. Don't be afraid if it doesn't work out. Don't be afraid if you're not getting quite the response. Uh, we, were, we were at dinner uh, last night, and a guy talked about, you know, when you do new things, it's like exercising a new muscle. Uh-huh. You know, you're never really good at it right away. He right. used the analogy, you go into the gym, and, and it's 10-pound weights, and you're struggling. Well, the more you do it, the better you get the better the weight, the more confidence you've got. So we say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that you're going to make a mistake. Uh, let us help you with that. You are. You are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Push through it. Mm-hmm. Keep practicing. Exercise that muscle. Over time, it'll get great. We it's promise. Just, you're not 12 pounds right now. Yeah. Well, not quite. Well, that's the goal. You look goal more like a 13-pound yeah. guy. Yeah. So, no, yeah. that's, that's, that's great counsel. You know, there was a couple of uh, things toward the end that you recommended were kind of easy uh, hacks if you will. So, because, you know, the, the, the story that, that you guys told, which was so awesome, you, you asked somebody who was, who was great in their marriage, who had a great marriage, and who really had a love of their life. And a lot of hands went up. Right. And you pulled somebody up. And, uh, well, tell the story, because I think it was illustrative. Yeah, we always have fun with this, don't we? Oh, it's a great story. We pull a guy up and we say, uh, you know, what's your name? What's your spouse's name? How long have you been married? I always love when you say, so you are madly in love. Because the question is, who's madly in love and happily married? Right. right. Say, so you're, you're madly in love. Yes. Happily married. Yes. Same person? Same person. Yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then we say, how often do you say I love you? And, you know, in, in those relationships, I mean, he said every hour. Right. Now, I think this is the first time we've had that I've answer. I've never heard every hour. Yeah. <laughs> and he said every waking hour, which I yeah. thought was interesting that he wanted to qualify. <laughs> At any rate, you say, well, that's, you know, that's thousands of times a year. And we make the joke, well, that's probably too much. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. It could never be too much. And that's the point. Can you hear I love you too much? And the answer is no, if it's sincere and it's meaningful. And then we, we do joke about it, say, by the way, it's I, I love you in your personal life is thank you in the workplace. And don't get that mixed up. Because right, right, right. <laughs> HR will have a field day and you'll, the lawsuits will come flying in. The, the, the point is very simple, is that if it's done right, you can never hear I love you too yeah. much. 
Well, what, what, what you said there that was impactful, is you, you turn and says, why don't you just have a year-end banquet, yeah. <laughs> right? Which is the equivalent of a, of a holiday party. Yeah. I give them all free shrimp and beer. They right. should be happy. I gave them a yeah. cooler. It yeah. had a logo on it. Exactly. <laughs> right? And I oh, told them how great they're all doing. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm not making fun of people that do this, yeah. but, but I want to get to this point, is that we also are very good at, like, like celebration lunches, at least in our industry. Like, we'll have... You know, we'll have a brat fry or cook burgers out in the in the, the warehouse, and you know, and, and the owner might even serve it, or you know, be out there, and you know, we're giving free food away, and and we kind of think that that this is an I've checked the box, yeah. right? And we want to do this. Don't take that the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a nice act. Yeah. But something you said was interesting, which was general. I can't remember this. General praise has no impact. And, and, and so this is good. This is team building. You're celebrating together. You know, we're right. going to, we watch the Super Bowl and the Chiefs celebrate as a team. Yeah. But there's still an MVP, right? right? There's still, somebody has gone above and beyond. And so we, did, we get them confused. You know, gratitude is great. It's an overall idea. Recognition is for individuals. Celebrations are for teams. They're both important. But sometimes you're right. We go, I don't like to single individuals out. We just take people to lunch now and then. We tell them how great they're doing. That's terrific. That's team building. That's a celebration. Yeah. It's not recognition. It's not gratitude. very different things. It's not gratitude. So the owner's standing in front saying, I just appreciate the heck out of every one of you guys, right? And thinking, all right, now I've done this. I've sent a general platitude out to 150 people. Right? Maybe there's a handful of people that said he's looking right at me, but maybe yeah. not, right? Or I'm hearing not is what I'm hearing, right? Yeah, yeah. Love you, love you, love you. Now get back to work. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's an easy trap to fall into. There's yeah. no question. I did. I, I, I saw that. And I saw it myself, too, because I've, yeah. you know, we've, we've done this. Yeah, no, there was, there was talk in the break. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the next to our employees, though. Yeah. That's all. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, they won't be here long, so don't worry about that. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, I'll, uh, you know, one of the things that, that, that you hit me with, too, and, and uh, I know you guys have, have given us a lot of time today, but I want to talk about just a few more things um, then ask you for a, kind of an open thoughts. That's okay. But... Whose father was it that talked about excuses here? Oh, that was my dad. Your dad. Yeah, okay, John I could Dalton. remember. You guys bounced back and forth, so I yeah, couldn't remember who was doing yeah. what. So Tell uh, us about that, because that was so awesome. Well, you know, my dad was so funny. I grew up in Vancouver, British Columbia, and now that's Pacific Coast time, right? And right. I've lived most of my life on the East Coast. And my dad, as he got older, never figured out that three-hour time change. Right. right? <laughs> so we get these calls like at 2 o'clock in the morning. When's the last time you got a call at 2 o'clock in the morning with the good news, right? Right. So I pick up the phone. I go, uh, hello. He goes, Chess, it's Dad. I go, Dad, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. He goes, yeah, you know, it's only 11 o'clock here. I'm fine. I said, oh, good. He says, I, I heard this the other day. you got to memorize this. Words to live by. Excuses, even when valid, are never impressive. Right. And he goes, say it back to me. I said, Dad, I got it. No, say it back to me. <laughs> right? And, and I, I, the thing I love about that is no one ever sets a goal to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. Right? And, yeah. and, and the, your members, I mean, they all want to be world class. Well, you can't be world class if you're making excuses. Right. And I, I love that. Well, you know, it was bad weather. Yeah, I get that. Did you do the install? Well, well, you, you know, I had a flat tire. No, I got that. Did you did yeah. you do the install? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, even but you did it around gratitude because there's all kinds of excuses or what did you call it? the gratitude uh, the gratitude trap or I can't remember the gratitude word. gap the gratitude yeah. gap right that 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 we and I do this I'm busy. I, and that's my excuse. I'm too busy to write notes. I'm, I don't have time. I don't have time. That's one of our favorites, right, Andrew? Right. 
What are the other ones? Just quick. What are some of these other? Well, you know, time is a big one, though. You know, we can't ignore that because all your members are busy. They're, they really are. Yeah. And one of the problems is we, you know, we just don't find time for this. But if it's important, we do. What we found in our data, uh, we, with those, those managers who had the highest levels of employee engagement, highest levels of customer satisfaction, they really only took about an hour a week on, on gratitude, on being thankful, very specific ways. Didn't take a lot of time, maybe 2% of a 50-hour work week. And yet they had higher scores than all those metrics we're looking for. So time was a big one. Another one is that we think it's all about money. Ah, gratitude, got it. I just need to offer more spot bonuses. Well, it's not just about the bonuses. I mean, that's important, but you don't have enough money to change employee engagement with compensation. you got to find other ways to get people engaged besides money. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the ones we hear a lot is, especially with millennials coming into the workplace, is people want way too much praise these days. Yeah, it's like, no, actually, we've interviewed more millennials than probably any researchers. And what we find is that they want more feedback, more coaching, more gratitude in specific ways of you're in the right path, keep going, versus hollow praise. Yeah, yeah. That positive reinforcement. And generations are different, and there's no doubt about it. And, you know, every generation's job is to drive their previous generation crazy, whether you're where you dress or the music you listen to or the tattoos or whatever it might be. And and the good leaders kind of get it. The the extraordinary leaders really embrace it and, and understand there are differences and and they're they're positive. Look, every generation has a lot to offer. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I want to just, just, you know, if you could just give us some parting thoughts, each of you, just a, just a thought around culture, around gratitude, around something that, that, you know, primacy and recency here, what do you want people to, when they turn this off in their car to say, I remember that? Well, one of the things, Jack, and this is Adrian, by the way, we should have been telling you before who we are. <laughs> Sorry but, about that. But uh, uh, one of the things, the last third of the book is really how you take it home. Because a lot of your members, they, they probably give their best selves at work. They probably, you know, they, they care about their customers. They're trying hard with their employees, their team members. But sometimes when we head home, we leave our best selves yeah. back at work. And so that's why we spend about a third of the book on how you take this home. And we asked a lot of the people we interviewed, we have dozens of interviews in the book of really successful people, and how they realized, here's how I can be more grateful in my personal life. So there's lots of ideas. We have a baker's dozen of ideas of real things we've heard from, mm -hmm. from family members and how yeah. they brought it home. And I think that's one of the most powerful things I learned from the book too, is how we can see and appreciate those things that are happening in our family lives. Very cool. No question. Every leader that we interviewed, not only did they lead with intense and, and deeply intentional gratitude at work, they all took it home, which was really interesting. And I think so often when you talk about leading with gratitude, people are going to say, oh, that's the soft stuff. We do hard stuff here. And, and that's, the, right. that's a nice thing. We're have. numbers good. Yeah. Right. I, I got to tell you, with all the data we've got and the research we've got, what we discovered is the soft stuff is the hard stuff. And if you get the soft stuff right, the hard stuff gets easier. So, you know, my parting thought to the listeners would be, look, um, it is not a nice to have. It is a must have. We can prove to you that you can create an, an incredible culture at work if you follow this roadmap. And it's not just a great way to work. It's just a, it's just a better way to live. It's a good way to live. It is. You yeah. know, to, to let those people that are the most important, you know how much you're grateful for them and appreciate them and engage with them. So it's, it's not one or the other. It's, it's both. That's so cool. That's so cool. If somebody wanted to learn more about your work, where would they go? We have a website for our new book, leadingwithgratitudebook.com. 
www.thepodcastshop.com. And it's got lots of free stuff. There's lots of videos and different things to, to help you understand the concept and what to do with it. We've also got a training company, thecultureworks.com. Okay. So with each one of our books, you know, Adrian mentioned All In is about culture. We've got training that goes with that, The Best Team Wins and, and What Motivates Me, the engagement training. Mm-hmm. And now we've got this gratitude training. We've alpha tested and beta tested. And really, it's been just remarkably well received. We're very oh, excited about that. That's so, so cool. Thecultureworks.com. Well, guys, I'm all in. How's that? How's that, man? No, thank you so much for your time here. Thank you for being here in Florida. We sure appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to this very interesting and grateful podcast. Catch you next time. Thanks so much.